Welcome back, kiddos. This is your man B with another installment of the B and Loki show, episode nine. Uh, Loki is not with us today, so this one will just be a conversation with me and our new employee and resident artist Hash Williams. We're gonna talk about comic books, sci-fi makeup art prop design you name it all things that hash was a part of before he started tattooing so sit back relax and enjoy conventions that also have tattooing yeah and the guy that was hosting the show was like i've never even heard of that that's a great idea i'm like that's what we fucking do every year here spooky like yeah it's a horror convention but it has tattooing but a lot of people unless you live in florida or near florida yeah like don't know anything about it we i mean i'm not i when i found out that the conventions down here have tattooing dude i mean because the conventions i'm used to wizard world has tattooing. Yeah. I mean, Walker Stalker has tattooing. I'm used to going to Dragon Con. And Dragon Con, nothing. No piercing, no tattooing. They like tried it one year with piercing. And piercing's like, oh, in my opinion, it's the worst thing you can do at a convention. They probably thought it would work at Dragon Con, though. But I know my gamer buddies. I know my geeks. And geeks at a con, we are some dirty fucks. Because, we, I'm sorry, we don't shower. We literally... Make a joke at Dragon Con about, uh, what is it, we call it, uh, like, uh, Dragon Con, like, Ode to Con or some shit. It's basically the smell of 100,000 people who haven't showered in two days. In costumes. In costumes in 115 degree weather in the middle of downtown Atlanta. Do they have tattooing there? No. They don't? No. They tried piercing one year, and a lot of people Piercing and no tattooing? Yeah, piercing, no tattooing. They set them up in their own room in one of the hotels, and it was kind of glassed in going into where the dealer's section was. And you could watch, but a lot of the people were getting corsets pierced. And corsets are not a permanent piercing. It's not supposed to be. Just for show. But you think about that. People were getting pierced on the first day. Then they're throwing costumes on. It's going to be affected by Sunday. Dude, there were so many cases of people getting staffed. And here's the thing. I'm not going to mention the shop. But the shop that was doing that was a legit shop. They right. were they were doing it for promotion purposes. It is a purposes. very well-known shop. And they had so many cases of staff after that weekend That's disgusting. that they were just like, screw this. And DragonCon said, screw it. We're not ever doing that shit again. Yeah. So when I come down here and I'm just like, what do you mean the conventions have tattooing? Holy shit, you know? So I don't know when it started for Spooky Empire, but it's when I found out about it, I said this would be a good place for me to do my first convention because it's not like a tattoo convention tattoo convention yeah but 
after going and doing it and seeing like the caliber artists there and whatever, I'm like, all right, I'm not in over my head. Yeah. But I'm also not the best one here. Yeah. Like, well, you know, I'm going to MegaCon at the end of the month, and I'm going as a fan, but I also want to check out the tattoo, you know, who who are the artists that are going to be there, how big it is, what it looks like. After reading off that list, I want to go now. Oh, well, I just don't oh, know if the, I can pay guests, for all that shit. Yeah, the guest list, but I mean, it's a hundred bucks at the door for four days, okay? Once you get your pass... But you have to pay for... Photos and autographs. Depends on who it is. Uh, they do tell you, uh, Megacon will tell you that certain celebrities may charge an additional fee. That I thought it happen. was all of them. No, and then not Unless all of they're them like do that. on break or something. Yeah, not all of them do that. Really? Um, yeah, like uh, fucking, damn it, what's his name? Because does... I assume they're getting paid to be there already. Uh, they kind of are. So there's but, incentive you know, to really be there. They're really not getting paid a whole lot. A lot of people think that these artists that these well, I'm saying paid, because of that they yeah, charge for yeah they don't get paid a whole lot. Usually, <clears throat> like some of the more popular actors are really there because they want to be there. Right. Like I'm gonna tell you right now, Kevin Smith is doing this because Kevin Smith is a geek. Right. And he likes to talk. And he loves to talk. And I, I almost guarantee he's only gonna be there Saturday, and it's probably gonna be for a panel. And because he goes out, and I actually caught on YouTube, uh, somebody had cell phone videoed at another convention way off. I don't know. I can't remember where it was, but it was titled "An Evening with Kevin Smith." Yeah, but, yeah. But it was he actually. He does it at UCF a lot. Yeah, but this was actually a con. Oh, wow. So, yeah, so he was doing Q&A. Yeah. And Kevin Smith, man, he gets into these long-winded stories, but they're hilarious. Did you read the story about how he met his wife? Yes. Or did you tell me that? I, told I think you, you told that. me that, yeah. I told you that. It was a hilarious. And he tells that story on the very first evening with Kevin Smith. Yeah. It is a hilarious story. I mean, I can't tell you, I almost pissed myself. I laughed so freaking hard. Yeah, that's pretty good. Um, one of the other funny stories was about that he's told, so I'm not I'm not getting the man in trouble or anything, but he was talking about, uh, he was trying to watch a movie, and it was a really loud action movie, and he's got like this big giant screen in his media room, and uh, I can't remember the name of the movie, I'll have to go back and look, but anyways... At, at a certain point, people were screaming and yelling, help me, help me, help me. And somebody on the street outside his house heard this and called the cops. Now, the problem with this is, is that Kevin had been watching this movie and he was high. I mean, he was not just high, he was high. So he wasn't paying attention. And he was like, the story of him, as he was telling it, when the cops showed up, because they wanted to go through the house and shit. And he had, like, stopped at this chicken place, like, fried chicken place on the way home. And he was like, you have no idea how hard it is to try and keep a straight face while you're stoned, talking to the cops, and trying to hide the fact you're eating a bucket of chicken. (laughs) And I was just like, oh, my fuck, God, that's fucking hilarious. So, yeah, I mean, I'm sure Kevin Smith is doing the fucking, I mean, obviously he's going to get paid. But he's only there on Saturday, so he's, well, he's living his dream. Panel. He's getting paid to talk. Fuck yeah, dude! I mean, because you know he really, he really doesn't want to do movies anymore. He's yeah. he's talked about that at length. How he doesn't want to do movies. 
you know, he's, yeah, he's got tired. so many coming out. Yeah, dude. I mean, now he's getting involved in doing shit with The Flash because he directed and wrote uh, some of The Flash episodes. Jason Mewes was in it. Yeah, Jason Mewes was in it. And um, so he's getting involved in that, you know, and shit like that. And now he's talking about thinking that Ice Cube would be a good uh, Green Lantern. What? Did you see that? No. Yeah. Like, that's you know, the Black Green Lantern, like, that's yeah. who he would be. Which, uh, I think it would work, because the Black Green Lantern in any animated adaptation is kind of serious and kind of monotone. Yeah, but Ice Cube is kind of older now, you know? He's getting a little gray. They can still do it. He's getting a little gray around there. You know, there was Somebody a, already mocked up a picture of him, like, as the You know, it was, the Green wasn't Lantern. it his son who played him in Straight Outta Compton? I think it was. Possibly. Because there was an article saying that Ice Cube's son looks more like Ice Cube than Ice Cube does now. Right, right. <laughs> Especially at that time. Yeah. Like that age. And of course, you know, I finally got where why everybody started screaming out, by Felicia. But the fucked up thing is, is that especially like people in their 20s, they'll say, bye Felicia. And they don't know what the fuck they They don't know about. where the fuck it came from originally, which was Friday. Yeah, but, uh, yeah, man, fucking, um, what the fuck were we just talking about? The dirty, itchy chick from the neighborhood. Oh, yeah. But, yeah, the the cons down here, dude, they, I'm not used to having so many fucking conventions so close. It's my, getting, it's getting bigger down here. My inner geek is <clears throat> freaking out. Like, I, <clears throat> like, you know, I want to do cosplay like, uh, Somebody the other day, yesterday, was asking me, oh, Steve-O was asking me, he's like, are you going to dress up? I'm like, no, I don't have a fucking costume. What am I going to go? Is fat ass? Make I mean, one. No, I don't have time. Those costumes take way too much time. You know who you could be? You could be uh, the fucking guy from Sin City. That big guy. Oh, I know who you're... I don't have yeah. muscles for that. You don't need <laughs> muscles. You just need a costume. Um, but no, I was... Uh, I mean, I plan on building a costume, but of course, you know, I'm, a, I'm, I'm crazy in love. Or you can with be Fallout. Hellboy. No, I'm crazy in love with Fallout. So my ultimate costume, which may take a couple of years, is I want to build functional, not functional, but functional T60 power armor from Fallout Four. As in, like it will stand up on its own. I can get up into it. It'll close around me, and then I can walk around in it. And How big would that be? Well, the Fallout armor, you know, in Fallout 3... To be able to walk through that door? No. Not without turning sideways and ducking. Because, so, like, in the in Fallout, uh, in Fallout 3, where you really got a good look at power armor, it was just, it was just an outfit. It was no different than you put clothes on, right? right? It was just a different skin for your character. And granted, it gave benefits and stuff. Fallout 4, on the other hand, Bethesda went the extra mile, and they were like, they designed the frame. Because in Fallout 4, you can get just the power armor frame without any armor on it. And then you can acquire, or you can acquire pieces, and you can mix, match, and all this other kind of shit. So, like, what it is, and it took me a minute to figure it out, because I was looking at it, and I was like, there's something a little off. I'm like, it's get in it and I'm like it's it's much bigger what it is is when the character he steps up into the armor 
what you're looking at at his feet is actually just the power armor, so he's standing on stilts, essentially. Yeah. His hands are not in gloves. So the armor comes down to well over his hand, and he has the character has control, control mechanisms. Yeah. And the hands on the power armor are bigger, and they're, they're robotic. Yeah. So when I was thinking about designing this power armor costume, that is the one thing that has stumped me. Because I could technically do, I could go the cheap route. It's going to have to be electric. I could go the cheap route and just be like, close. But then my hands are not going to match up. I'm going to look like I got baby hands. You're gonna, it's going to have to be electric and you're going to have to have now, actuators. Here's the thing. I can do this. This is no problem. Anybody could do that. You could do that mechanically with yeah. just cabling. The, uh, you know, wiggling of the fingers. The problem is, is when you want to get rotation and movement of the wrist, yeah. that's going to require electronics, and I am not a programmer of any sort. Now, I already knew that a lot of this stuff is going to have to have Arduinos. Cool thing. One of my customers is a geek. She is connected to a dude on Facebook who is a programmer who makes his own shit. And one of the coolest things, now granted his costumes, they're not as pretty, but it's what he has done with They're them. functional. He made an Iron Man costume where the helmet had an internal HUD. A functional programmed internal fucking HUD. Oh yeah. I want that <laughs> shit. Because, you know, when you're in power armor... He doesn't make it to sell, though. He just makes it No, he just it. makes it for himself. But she was like, you know, hey, hook up with him because your, your, uh, your skills at building shit, as far as making it look like it's, you know, real, you can versus do that his programming and his ability to do mechanics and servos and all that kind of stuff, yeah. you mix them together. And granted, to build this armor, man, if I went headlong into it right now, it would take me a year and a half to build this shit. Because the other flip side of that is it's an internally, it's a closed costume. I So you'd have to disassemble have it to no, work on it. No, I have to have a cool suit. Now I have so you don't die? Yeah, I have a design for a cool suit. Um... I have not seen anything like it. I'm not going to mention it because if you're recording, I don't want my idea stolen. <laughs> but uh, it is an idea. It's a full body suit that will be functional. That will keep your internal body temperature at the proper temperature and keep you physically feeling cool because it hits all of your What's major 98.6? Yeah, but... It also hits all your major uh, heat points. So your major heat exchanger is like the inside of your thighs, the back of your neck, your head. Actually, no, your head is not a major heat exchanger. Really? No. I thought right here. No. Here, lower back, inside of your thighs, technically the best heat exchanger are the palms of your hand. But that's going to hinder me doing anything with my hands inside that suit. So I'll go a So your hands bit. are going to take the blow. Yeah, so I'll take I'll go a little bit further back and do it right there on the wrist because you're close enough. So I'll have a heat exchanger there where the fluid, where the cryo fluid can cycle. And uh, I, yeah, I said cryo fluid, but if anybody actually tries to steal my idea and use actual cryo fluid, they will hurt themselves. <laughs> Please don't use cryo fluid. Um, <laughs> Freeze your shit off. Well, you know, and people, certain people have tried to use cryo fluid before. Adam Savage tried to do it once, and he realized very quickly 
that cryofluid cools you way too quickly, and even inside a fully enclosed costume and 150 degree weather, you will get hypothermia within 30 minutes. It's cryofluid is no joke. It's, so it's a little too cool. Obviously. Yeah, I mean because they were like using liquid nitrogen. There are Adam Savage. That's the MythBusters guy. Yes. Adam Savage, Mythbuster. He also has a TV show that he does on YouTube uh, where they do called Tested. Uh, Tested.com is fucking awesome. Uh, Tested would have been a good name, too. Yeah, it would have. But uh, that's Adam's shit. And don't get me wrong, he goes on there and does one-day builds. Um, He does some really cool shit. Have you seen the video of... I think it's like a 13-year-old kid, and he builds a BB-8. No. I need to find that video and send it to you, because it will... All right. Where are you going? I don't know. Food? <laughs> I was thinking about doing like a little Caesar's pizza. Let's all go to Kobe's. You buy it? Hell no. <laughs> Hell no. Motherfucker, I ain't got no money. I ain't no pimp. That's why I'm spending $5 at... I'm a dry, I'm a dry pimp. I had pizza last night. So anyway, this video, this video, it will, you'll feel stupid after watching it. 13-year-old kid, him and his dad model off of a BB-8 that's like the size of a baseball. The Spiro, the Spiro ones. Well, like, no, they, they just have one that's like just a figure. It's not like a working one. Oh, so it's not a functional one. They take it off, they take the, the ratio aspect off of that and they build one that's this big. And it's painted perfectly, it's modeled perfectly, and it works. And the kid put all the electronics together himself, and he wrote all the programs himself, which he put on a website that you can download and control the BB-8 from your phone. Well, see, here's the thing. Right now on YouTube, there is this race to get a fully functional BB-8 because everybody, all right, you can get certain aspects of it. But, like, you don't realize until you watch the special features of Force Awakens that there were, like, 12 of them. Yeah. Because that's how film works. You know, you have the hero, you have the functional, you have this, you have that. Different BB-8s for each specific situation. Function specific. Yeah. And everybody is trying to race to figure out who's going to be the first one. To make one that does everything. To make one that does everything. And, I mean, you've got some major robot builders out there. There's this Asian dude, and I can't remember his name. He was like one of the first ones to build a really, truly functional Wally. And I mean, we're talking life-size Wally. Yeah. And he's been... Most people... Like, there's one guy on, on YouTube, Builderan, and Or not Builderan, but... Uh, fuck. Is it Builderan? Fuck. Hold on. As far as functionality, though, this... BB-8 is as close to the real thing as you can get. Yeah. Like, when you see how it works, because it's got, like, the magnetic thing, so the thing can roll nonstop with the head floating no matter where it is. Yeah. And it makes sounds, and it's fully controllable. Like, when he's done, he drives it through his house and, like, has a peek around corners. And Honestly, that's cool. It, when you see the video, you'll be like, I can't believe this is what he made it out of, because literally the head is, like, styrofoam. And the body is paper mache off of a beach ball. That's cool. But when he's done with it, it looks like the Force Awakens BB-8. All right, sorry, not Builderan. Builderan is a prop maker, but this guy I'm talking about is James Bruton. 
James Bruton has a YouTube channel called X Robots. Now, so he's, if he's going to get pizza and he's coming back, then we don't have to get anything to eat. Huh? Because he's not going to eat that whole pizza. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I can't eat this, dude. I had pizza last night from, like, Walgreens and kind of gave me oh, oh. No, it was, it was fucking all oh, DiGiorno. Frozen it pizza? Yeah, it was DiGiorno frozen. But it didn't taste, I don't know. Like, I haven't. It's probably in the freezer too long. It, the. Alright, so I've been to jail. <laughs> and uh, the sausage that's on there reminded me of the sausage that they serve you in the morning in jail, which the prisoners lovingly call uh, the dick. Because I don't know this from personal experience, but I have been told that it tastes like a dick. <laughs> and that's what the sausage on this on this DiGiorno pizza tasted like, which was strange because I, I will eat DiGiorno pizza. And it was just really, the sausage was really bland. It just, it was almost like it was just chicken. Like mushed up oh. chicken. Yeah, now you see why I'm just like, I had a couple of slices, I'm like, ugh. And I gave the rest to my dog. Like, I've never had a DiGiorno pizza like that. Yeah. So, it kind of gave me bubble guts. I only get pepperoni. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, can't get that wrong. I'm an old fart. I have to take acid reducers before I eat any of that shit or I'll be fucking puking in 20 minutes. You but, can introduce yourself, too, because I can cut that out and then put it at the beginning. I'm Hash! Tattoo extraordinaire. From, originally from Alabama. Back in Florida. Thank God. Not that I don't love Alabama and its people, but I don't love Alabama and its people. And Hash works here with us now at Best Tattoos Incorporated. Yeah. In little old Apopka slash Altamont Springs slash Apopka. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, it's pretty much Apopka, but it's Altamont Springs address. I am probably one of the biggest, geekiest people here. I love... I don't care what it is, video games, collectibles, costuming, comic books. What did you do before tattooing? I originally uh, went full sale for computer animation. Which takes us into the conversation that we were having previously. Yeah. I <laughs> uh, went to full sale for computer animation. Uh, after I got out of full sale, I promptly got divorced. And <laughs> probably? Yeah. I promptly got divorced. Promptly. And... Uh, I tried to, I I did work for a little while in the industry. I worked for a place in Tennessee uh, called Osborne Studio and Sound. And I wasn't doing anything computer animation related. I was doing a lot of post-production stuff. And, um, I mean, even down to the stupid stuff like designing DVD box covers and stuff like that. I'd get 500 photos taken of whatever and I'd have to pay your dues. Yeah. So I did all that, and I've worked on several projects that never went anywhere, that were professionally done, they just never went anywhere. Um, so like, there was a movie I was an art director on that never went anywhere, called Prince Michael and the Dragon, and it was based off of a book. Uh, I worked Any on, remnants of that on the internet? Or? No, no. I still have the book at home. <laughs> but uh, there was a massive multiplayer online game that uh, was trying to get out like 11 years ago, and I can't remember the name. It had some wolf something. And uh, it was all pretty much programmed, written, and designed for free by internet users. And don't get me wrong, dude. The graphics were epic. 
but the biggest problem was is that trying to find a server that would allow it to be ran for free so it went nowhere and that was the that was pretty much the best thing I did with my degree because I don't like building models I can but I'm a texture and lighting guy which segues into how I got into tattoo so you know after my divorce I was trying to make money and you know I started doing what I should have done and uh, started scratching on the side and after a while I got as we all do yeah and I actually started getting good to the point where the tattoo shops in my area knew who I was knew I was scratching out of the shop but didn't care because they appreciated my work so like I could go to that's a compliment yeah like, they knew who I was. They Which knew most people work. don't get that early in the game. No. No, I mean, I'd only been tattooing and scratching out of the house for maybe two years. But, you know, when people asked me, they were like, like, I have a very light hand when I tattoo. And the reason is because I come from a traditional art background. And when I come from that traditional art... Like more brushwork than pencil work? Yeah, more brushwork than pencil work. And you have to have a really light hand with it. <clears throat> so one of the things I learned, uh, you, you let your tools do the work for you. So the machines that I use are super punchy. Now, if a heavy-handed artist tried to pick up one of my machines and use it their way, they're going to tear somebody up. What? Oh, is somebody coming in? I don't know. Who's that? I don't know, probably going to the store. No. They look young. Is mama coming in? I don't know. Well, go ahead. You can continue. Yeah, I have no clue what's going on there. But, um, so, yeah, I mean, my liners, my shaders, they are all super punchy. Um, but my liner, I kind of mix and match stuff from other machines that weren't working right, I'd find a little part on them that I like, you know, coils, springs, all that kind of stuff. And So I, your application is very similar to mine, because I do the same thing. Yeah. My shit, if somebody that was heavy-handed or whatever did the same thing, they would butcher somebody. Hey, what's going on, folks? Hello. What can we help y'all with today? How old is she? I can give you the form, but the piercer is out today. But he will be back tomorrow, so if you'd like to get that taken care of today, that's something that we could do. Cool. But yeah, our piercer. You just need one. Do you see one form? Yes. Yeah. Our piercer's name is Loki. He usually gets here around twelve to one. It depends on. No. I understand. So yeah. Okay. You can get it done at your bank for free. Okay. I believe Em's got those at any time. I just don't know what they're trying to do. Okay. No problem. No problem. Thank you. Yep, thank you. Have a good one. Now you got a day to think about it. <laughs> but, uh, so, yeah, I mean, I. Uh, Sorry, folks, we had a customer come in. Yeah. We are in a live working tattoo shop. Yeah. Sitting here on a Sunday. On I a knew they were coming in here. Very beautiful day. To be at the beach. Kids, wait until you're 18 to get pierced or tattooed. That way... No, no, 19. Think about it when you're 18. Take a year. Take a year to decide what you want. Take a year to decide if you really want that tribal dragon. Oh. I mean... You know, and that's another thing. I was thinking about something the other day that... Every tattoo artist who has ever done anything on the internet, they have 
usually it comes up, you see articles about what not to do in a tattoo shop, don't do this, don't do that. But what's amazing is people see it and they just pass it off. Like, I had a customer the other day. It's e easier to do that now than it was back in the day. Yeah, like, I had this customer uh, that I tattooed uh, over a week ago. And he came in, now, he, he, was, he was a new, he was a virgin. You know, he had no work on him whatsoever. And this guy is a classic textbook case of everything wrong. Don't do or say these things. First off, he, like most people who've never gotten tattooed, he was extremely nervous. Okay, now I didn't smell any alcohol off of him or anything like that. So I don't know if the dude had been drinking. I'll get to that in a second. So this guy comes in and he wants his daughter's name in some really... Big bold block, you know, lettering. Is this the guy back. that wanted a lot for a little shoulder to shoulder, and he wanted it shoulder to shoulder in a rocker. Anybody who doesn't know what a rocker is, who may be listening, it's basically it's adding an up curve or a down curve to script or lettering, uh, similar to, right. to what's on the back of a biker vest. That's called a rocker. So, anyways, he wanted it. He wanted a rocker from shoulder to shoulder and he wanted color he wanted shading he wanted all this stuff and the whole time he's talking to me I kept asking him what his budget is so wait like a half back piece almost well just from his shoulder to shoulder so this is a skinny guy he's not as big as you or me so the tattoo may have been smaller uh, than me yeah he's skinny <laughs> he's skinny and uh, the tattoo might have been what is that, about a foot and a half across? Let's say two feet. Yeah, roughly about two feet. Maybe By about... One foot. Yeah. So, he wanted all this. I kept asking him, what's your budget? Oh, money. I'm not worried about the money. I'm not worried about the money. Well, to an artist, you say that three or four times. What that means is His money's not an issue. We're going to give you what you want, and we're going to charge you for it, because money's not an issue. So I come up, I do the drawing, all this, I get everything ready, and I go, okay, man, here's what you got, here's how much it's going to cost. And I quoted him about six, $700 for something going shoulder to shoulder with color, shading, and all that stuff. It's going to be a long day. Yeah. And he goes, oh, I'm not paying any more than three. I'm like... So that doesn't mean that money's not an option. Yeah, that, and I said, well, why'd you tell me that money wasn't an issue? I'm like, dude, I said, look, man, I said, here's the deal. I said, if you don't want to pay any more than three, that's fine. I'm going to shrink this down and do it as 300 bucks worth. But you're not getting shoulder to shoulder. Okay, okay, okay. So 300 bucks shrunk down, fit right between the shoulder blades. It was still rockered slightly. Color, all that crap. Took, you know, maybe about an hour and a half to do everything. Calls, well, I wasn't here. I guess he came in like Thursday or something. Steve-O was working. And he starts talking to steve -O. He called the shop? No, he came in. Oh. And he wanted to get more. Yeah. And Steve-O heard what he was saying, but Steve was like, I thought he was drunk because he had a cup in his hand, and he was kind of swaying and slurring, and I smelled alcohol on yeah. him. He goes, and I just want to get rid of him because I thought he was drunk. 
and he's like, you know, I really didn't hear what he wanted, but I quoted him, you know, roughly 200 bucks, but you're going to get this, which was really small, you know, script, yeah. and it'll fit under... $200 worth of tattoo. Yeah, $200 worth of tattoo, and the guy's like, no, I want this and this and this. Steve was like, well, look, Hash is working Saturday, just come back Saturday. So the dude called... So he said that he got tattooed by you. He did mention that. Yeah, yeah, he did mention that I tattooed him. And uh, so Saturday, this guy calls up, and he's like, hey, I want to get my last name tattooed under my daughter's name the exact same way. And I went, all right, how much money are you wanting to spend? (laughs) I don't want to spend any more than $200, $300. I said, well... Here's the deal. What's your last name? And he tells me, and it's longer, <laughs> much longer Gonzalez. than his daughter's name. And I was like, look, bro, I kind of cut you a deal on the last one, but I'm like, I am not going to sit there and do, because I tried to work with him again. I was like, look, I'll do. I'm not going to do more than you need to do. Yeah, I said, I'll do $300 less. worth. No, it has to be the exact same size, the exact same colors, da-da-da-da-da. I said, you're not getting that for $300. I said, what you're looking at, I said, at the most is going to be probably five. No, I'm not paying that. Well, I don't know what to tell you, bro. There's plenty of shops around here. Okay. I'm like, yeah, I like money. came to this one. Yeah, I like money, and I want to help my customers, and I'm willing to work with them. But when you're constantly, I mean, let's just think about the basic mentality of it. I got this tattoo for this much. Now I want this one, which was bigger, but I want it for the same price as I got the other one. By the same artist, yeah. on the same area of the body. And it makes no sense, but you as a tattoo artist, you know, we get that shit every day. You know, people, it's, it's like, I have literally had customers in the 10 years, or well, not 10 years, sorry. In the almost nine years that I've been tattooing, I have literally been told by customers that, you know, well, not told, but given the opinion that they think we're kind of like Burger King or Walmart, that we'll price match, that we do this. And, you know, every artist is different. Every artist has their own skill level. Um, Just, I cannot imagine how much, I can't understand how there is so much shit on the Internet of how to conduct yourself as a customer in a tattoo shop. And the people that come in like that have... They don't care about it anymore. No. Oh, and he had to. Nice. Which greatly... I'm sorry, but yeah, that greatly affects whether or not I'm wanting to really tattoo you. Because... In the first place. Yeah, you may come in and get a tattoo from me, and you might come back and get ten more. But, like, I've got a guy that I'm working on... But it's not even worth it for them to come back if they're going to be like that. Yeah. That's like, the client that you don't want. Yeah, and there's a guy that keeps coming back, keeps wanting stuff on his arm, this, that, and the other, and he pays exactly what he owes. He never tips. And, you know, I I spend a lot of time on his work, and he doesn't tip. And, I mean, sometimes I feel a little, you know, like a shithead wanting tips. But then again, I mean, hell, I'm having to give a shop half of what I'm making. <clears throat> Right. So that's why I think I feel so compelled to go out and pull as many people as I can. Oh, because it's net, it's nonstop with me. Like I never stop trying. Dude, that's why I got shit on the back of my car now. <laughs> yeah, I need to do that, dude. You guys I, got the right idea. Yeah, the graphics and shit. Hey, go to my Twitter page. Go to my, you know, go to my Instagram. 
But, like, for instance, today, like, Jake, after I finished that tattoo, he said, you executed that tattoo better than any street shop tattoo that I've ever seen you do. And I said, yeah, that's what I'm used to. Like, when I know what I'm going to do, I know the price that they're going to pay. There's no extra stress. Yeah. And And I sit there wondering wondering whether or not the street shop walk-in people really even want the tattoo that they want. I know. And I think about that, and that screws me up. Also, yeah, I don't. That's the one thing. Like customers who want to change every little thing, like stuff that nobody ever notices. The this is the one customer that gets under my skin. Can we move it just a hair to the left? You're not. What you want me to move it three? You want me to pull the whole stencil off your body to move it three millimeters to the left? That you're not gonna. I've gotten in the... I literally... It's bad, but I've gotten in the habit of going, no. It's fine where it is. What do you mean? The no. only instance where that would ever matter is if it had to be centered on something. That's different. And if it's not centered, then it like really doesn't matter. if it's not centered matter. or if it's off-kilter a little yeah. bit, I'm not even going to argue. In fact, nine times out of ten, they're not even going to notice it before I'm like, nope, got to wipe that Especially off. Especially if working. it's a non-symmetrical design, which most yeah. of them are. But, like, usually where I get the, can you move it three millimeters to the left, which they don't say that. They say, can we move it a little? How much is a little? About that much. That's three millimeters. You're not going to notice I'll make it. that right side they, line a little thicker. It's usually women who want that. It's, it's like right there under the side boob lettering and or script. Every red tattoo that I do. Yeah. That's usually the one where they're like, can we move it just a little bit? This No. Because you're not gonna notice it. I, I just I, I don't understand. Oh shit! He's coming it's back not out. worth me burning another sheet of Thermofax paper. Yeah. Oh, dude, I don't ever do that. I'll use a piece. Of, I'll use the same stencil over and over again. Oh, yeah. that's something. Just as long apart. as it's not blurred out. Yeah. And the pizza is here. Say hello, Jake. Hola. I am going to go smoke a cigarette. All right, smoke break. I, I need a smoke break. And I got meth. Hash is the best guy to record. I'm gonna eat and smoke some meth. It's gonna end up being the B and Hash show. We're back with the hash. Oh, unfortunately. Hash with the cash. Oh shit! I wish. I wish I had. Money. I'm just gonna hit up Caesar because he has uh, this guy. Yeah. He has his own tire place now. Oh really? And he said he'll give me four. Of the newest tires that they've got for like 200 bucks. Dude, that's the one thing I love about being in the tattoo industry is that the amount of shit that get we connected can with get, and just through connections, trade offs. Now, don't get me wrong, trading, I am against trading artwork for anything because in the, at the end of the day, that's all it's going to be. Yeah, you can't take, you know, you can't take objects and pay a power bill with them. But there are times where it is worth it, you know. And plus, you make connections and shit, you know. That's how Rick got all the shop shirts. Yeah, I I mean, a Yoda and a a Vader. Really? Yeah. And he got two types of tank tops and guys and girls T-shirts. Oh wow! Yeah. Yeah, speaking of Vader and Star Wars stuff, I found the other day ceramic tiki mugs 
that was Darth Vader, Yoda, Boba Fett, uh, Chewbacca, R2-D2, and C-3PO. Now, in a set or separate? No, separate. And, you know, they're expensive if you buy the whole set. I mean, it's over $100 if you buy the whole set. <laughs> but I was looking at them, and honestly, the most aesthetically pleasing ones was Chewbacca and Boba Fett. Like, I love Darth Vader, man. I love Vader. But the Vader team <laughs> But it's got to be done right. Yeah, it just, it, it, it looked like it was too try-hard. Did you see... My bad. Oh, shit. Did you see the May the 4th uh, Rebel special? No. It was fucking awesome. No. I caught it on accident. Was this online? No, it was on Disney XD. No, dude, I don't have... Oh, that's right. I don't have cable. I won't tell you. You'll watch it. You'll watch yeah, it. Yeah, I'll find it. But it's basically <laughs> Ahsoka's final... Don't tell me! Don't Well, do no, you don't know what happens. It just cuts off, and you're not going to probably see her again. Oh, yes. I don't want to know that. Oh, it was good. Damn it, Ahsoka. It was good. Ahsoka's such a great fucking character. But what made it amazing is that as soon as I turned it on, yeah. and I had Jerry with me, he recognized everybody oh. and was down with watching it. So I'm like, thank God, because I'm not changing awesome. this. He's yes. like, Daddy, look, is that Ahsoka? I'm like, yes, it is. Jeez. Now, the reason why I was started talking about that is you said Vader. Vader's got to be done right. Yeah. The way that he is designed in Rebels, he looks fucking awesome. Well, you know they based him off right. of Hayden Christensen's Vader. They didn't base him off of, uh, crap, what's his name? The original guy in the Vader costume. Prowse? Yes. They did not base him off him because he was wider. He had a wider face. Come on, dude. I'm that was, to eat that was barely anything. <laughs> Hawaiian pizza. He, uh... He fucking... <laughs> Let me flip this fan upwards. Yeah. <laughs> That's what it is. I'm literally not, like, putting all my lung in it to, it to get it over there. But, uh... They based it off of Hayden Christensen's uh, Vader. Because Vader, and his, even more so when you see this episode. Oh man, I mean, you know, there a lot of people griped about uh, not Rebels but uh, Clone Wars, and I don't know why. And I think it's just because they only caught maybe one or two episodes, and they didn't like the and the animation style. But the stories were there. There was it's a the, it's the animation style. Yeah, there was a reason that Disney kept that. Uh, those stories in canon and it's because the storyline was good and it further fleshed out Anakin's fall you know because if you just take those the the the, the episode two and three the prequels as I call them because uh, they're not the trilogy they are the prequels if you take the fucking prequels and you go from you know Anakin being this little kid to Anakin you know, fighting Obi-Wan on Mustafar. Anakin comes off as this essentially whiny little bitch that, you know, is like, oh, poor me, nobody likes me, everybody hates me. And, you know, this is why I'm going to become the ultimate bad guy in the universe. And you're kind of like, oh, fuck, really? Come on. But then you watch uh, the Clone Wars series and you realize that it's... Oh, I'd say about half of it is Anakin's bullshit, 
The other half is the Jedi Council doing shit that is very un-Jedi. Well, the thing with Clone Wars is it shows all the bullshit that he had to deal with yeah. before he went the way that he like, did. One of my f- two favorite episodes, the, the one episode where they find this basically like a Dyson sphere in Star Wars canon, you know, and it's got these three individuals living on this planet that's inside this big, giant, pretty much a cube. And you've got the father, who is like this balance. And then you've got the daughter, who is essentially the representation of the light side of the Force. And then you've got the, the brother, who is the dark side. And Anakin gets tempted very quickly by the brother, because it's just pure dark side. And Anakin sees his future. He sees what he's going to become, but he sees why. And he sees what the Jedi Council does and all the bullshit that he has to go through and the secrets and the lies and all this. And he loses his shit and becomes Vader before he became Vader and had to fight like Ahsoka and Obi-Wan. It took everything they had to keep him down. To try to reverse it. The other episode that I really enjoyed, which of course, you know, Ahsoka and Obi-Wan like wiped his memory, which explains why the dreams. he was having all these nightmares. But the other episode where the Jedi Council accused Ahsoka of being a Sith spy. Now that one... And she touches on that in this episode. Yeah, and that one where at the end of it, Yoda pulls quite literally his version of a, my bad... But we still cool, right? And Ahsoka's like, fuck a bunch of y'all. You know, of all the bullshit that I've been through, fuck you, fuck the Jedi, fuck all this shit, I'm outsies. And, yeah. and there's an ode to that in the episode that I'm telling oh, you. I'm gonna go Without back. ruining it, she's fighting a Sith. Oh. And they said, we have no room for you Jedi. And she said, I'm no Jedi. Oh, fuck. And that's, that's, you know, it's marketed towards people that follow the whole thing. Yeah. So people that are just watching Rebels, like, don't yeah. really understand what's going on. They just kind of see this chick with two lightsabers. Yeah, and, you know, they, like, they don't even know where she got those lightsabers, um, why the blades are white. Because, uh, you know, she lost hers, and she had to get a couple more. Well, one of them is Asajj Ventress's blade. Um... But she had a second one made, uh, some like some weird merchant. They talk about it in uh, some of the books, but it was like some strange merchant she found that just like built her a lightsaber. Yeah. Um, to match the other one. Yeah, to match the other one, which is why her blades are white, is because she's not Sith, she's not Jedi, she is what's they they essentially call them gray Jedi, but they're really not Jedi. Jedi training without the title. Yeah, Jedi training without the title. And, um... But, yeah, it's just... You need to watch that tonight. I I will. I'll probably watch it after Game of Thrones. Because, uh, yeah, the whole... It involves the Unicron. Oh, dude, really? It's good, man. It's making me, uh... You, Sad wait, you that I haven't Unicron, seen Unicron. You mean like uh, you're talking about the holocron? Holocron. Yeah, Unicron is Unicron is Transformers. Yeah, that's Transformers. <laughs> that's that's the evil planet Unicron that likes yes. to eat shit. 
Yes, the holocron. Yeah, the holocron, the Sith holocron. Which, you know, the last episode I watched, which was the season finale. Fucking, uh, damn it. The kid's name. Uh, Ezra? Ezra. Oh my god. If he doesn't become a Sith, I will be shocked. Because only Sith can open up a Sith holocron, and it opened for him. You need to watch it. I mean, just like, it was just like, he's just holding it, and it's like, there you go, it's open. And I'm just like, holy fucking shit. So wait, did you see that episode? That's the season finale. Is that the one you're talking about? What happens in it? The very end. They end up, well, I can tell you, for the season finale, the season finale was, uh, she ends up fighting Vader, but it's only after uh, the reappearance. So they just re-showed the finale. Yeah. Yeah, okay. All right, so okay. you've already seen it. Yeah. So with a dude that looks like Darth Maul, it is Darth him. Maul. It is Darth Maul. That is Darth Maul. Why does he look so weird? All right, so Darth Maul, he's like <laughs> 5 feet taller. Yeah. Uh Darth Maul. All right, so you remember in uh episode 1 in the prequels, Maul gets cut in half by Qui-Gon or no by Obi-Wan. Yeah. All right. Well, he didn't die. He gets rebuilt. He gets rebuilt by the Night Sisters. Yeah. Um, and he, well, he was dead, but they brought him back to life. And they gave him, originally, this is kind of what's creepy, when they brought him back to life, the Night Sisters brought him back kind of as a pet, and his first lower body was a spider. Yeah, it was like a spider leg. Like mechanical fucking yeah. spider. He's well, he has that when he meets up again with his, is it his brother? Yeah, uh, which, Savage. 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 Or Savage, as I call it. Just Savage. But, uh. He meets up with his brother, and he still has that, but he's very bestial. He's he's not himself. So, uh, Savage is like goes to the Savage night is his apprentice. No, Savage was. <sighs> Savage came in the story of Savage. He replaced Maul under Dooku. Right. Okay. Dooku. Okay, he was Dooku's apprentice. Yeah, he became Dooku's new apprentice. And then Asajj Ventress replaced Savage. Right. <coughs> so uh, he brings his, he goes back and forces the Night Sisters to reinvest his brother in his actual body, and they give him a, a better lower body. Now he, after that whole, I think it was like a three or four episode in Clone Wars about. Dark Maul, yeah. and the way they left it off, you didn't really know if Maul died or if he was still around. Enter the season finale of uh, fucking Rebels. Rebels. And from the moment they showed that hood, I knew exactly who it was. I, I didn't realize it was, it was him. Like, yeah. That guy looks exactly like Darth Maul. It is Darth Maul. And, you know. And he, he tricks Ezra into activating yeah. the. Temple or whatever. Yep, because Maul's no longer a Sith. He's not Sith, he's not Jedi. But he's just he is, doing whatever the fuck he wants. He's doing whatever the fuck he wants, and he is still very much guided by the dark side. Right. He and just wants the power. He wants revenge on the Emperor. He 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 lost his revenge. He couldn't get revenge on Dooku. So now he wants revenge on the Emperor. And the thing about it is, is Maul is old enough Honestly, in my opinion, Maul's old enough to be able to go against the Emperor. I don't know that he would succeed, 
Because, you know, you've got... So in Rebels, did they rebuild his feet to look like no, normal feet? No, that's that's just him. He's been stuck on that damn planet. But he doesn't have the spider feet. No, no, no. Back in, uh, it was back in Clone Wars, they gave him a, a different lower body. Oh, that's right. Yeah, they did that back in Clone Wars. There's that so was, many seasons of that. Yeah, that was when the Ninth Sisters reinvested his actual soul yeah. back into his body. And they gave him the fucking mechanical, uh, fucking, um... Uh, general Grievous legs is basically what they are. Yeah. They're they're very similar to Grievous's legs, but um, so yeah, when Maul came out, and of course you know Ahsoka knows she doesn't like. I don't think Ahsoka ever met Maul, but she knew of Maul. Right, like she had heard the story, so she kind of knew what was going on, but didn't yeah. really. Um, whereas fucking not Ezra, but um, Kanan. So is Kanan blind now, like, for good? Yeah, I think he is, because, like, it's not going to stop him. You know, obviously, he can use the Force to see. Now, oddly enough, in that one episode, he is now officially a Jedi Knight. Right. Because he was knighted by the Temple Guardians. And did you also notice who knighted him? That was the first Inquisitor. How do you know it was the first? It was... Alright, so, like, when Rebels first started Not the up, white guy. When Rebels first started guy. up... The bald guy. Okay. With the fucking grooves going down his face. The then, Inquisitor. Yeah, the Inquisitor. <clears throat> Alright. That's their little hint that when the Jedi Temple fell, he was a temple guard for the Jedi. And he became an Inquisitor. Now, here's what I don't get. After already being a Jedi? Yeah, he was already a Jedi. The Temple Guards, man, are not anything to fuck with. Uh. So, what I don't get is, Anakin went through that whole temple uh. and killed everybody. So, why was he left? Was he not there? Probably escaped. Yeah, but then you go, well, if he escaped, then why did he all of a sudden just go fucking... You know, he's not full Sith. He met up with somebody. Yeah, the Inquisitors, well, all the Inquisitors are handpicked and trained by Vader. Yeah. Okay, that's, he's the one who came up with the Inquisitor shit to begin with. They're Force-sensitive, they're trained in the arts of the dark side, but they are not Sith. And they have helicopter lightsabers. Yeah, that, you know what that is? You know where that comes from, don't you? All right, so back when the, uh, when the prequels came out. Nice. Uh... Disney didn't own that property, but Hasbro was doing a lot of toys and shit, right? So they came up with a Darth Maul lightsaber. And the Darth Maul lightsaber that they came out with as a toy, they wanted kids to be able to spin it like Darth Maul did. So that's what they came up with. Ah, uh, I gotcha. Disney is recycling toys. So it's just had... like a bow staff, but with a spinning yeah, thing on it. Yeah, but this is what Disney did. They recycled a toy and then threw it into the series as justification for the toy. That's all that is. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. So it's not like they just made it for kids to spin it. Yeah, well, I mean, it, the original toy was made that right. way, but they had to justify recycling this toy, so they threw it into the I mean, the I, thought, I thought it was cool in that episode because they actually use it to, like, float around. Yeah, but here's... From, like, something high to something you, low. But it doesn't work. Even in Star Wars canon, that's not going to work. You know, the blades themselves have no real physical presence. Yeah. The reason Jedi have to be trained to use a lightsaber is because there's no weight there. It would be like you picking up a foot-long wooden dowel yeah. and trying to spin it. 
Now give it some invisible force on the end of it that can kill things, but no weight. And you right. can't really see, you know, so you're going to no hit mass. your, yeah, there's no mass. You're going to hit yourself. All right. There's no mass. There's nothing there. The act of them spinning it is not, it's not what's keeping them aloft per se. Yeah. I think it's kind of like just a like, show thing. I am gonna go back into my really hardcore early gaming geeky days where I was playing Dungeons and Dragons, and I'm gonna say that it's. I would almost think of it more as a focus. Like the act of spinning it allows them to center their mind to keep them aloft. To float them. Yeah, because we're we're being shown in Force Awakens that the Force can do things that we've never seen before. I mean, come on. Kylo Ren stopped a fucking bolt in midair. And held it there. Yeah. So, it's not... It wouldn't be unheard of for them to be able to float with the Force. The Force keeping them aloft. Right. But and maybe, not really fly. Yeah, and honestly, that spinning of the blade could just be simply a defense mechanism. It's spinning that way. because you block think about shots it, or something. Yeah, because they're floating. in midair. It's not like they can just jump to the left or right. right. So they might have to, you know, it's like a shield. Yeah. But the way Disney's doing it, it's helicopter lights. It looks, that's what it looks like. You know, oh. Um, when you see a helicopter, you know it's an Inquisitor. Yeah. <laughs> and you hear the sound. <laughs> But yeah, I so that's the episode that I saw. Then yeah. So that's do you think episode. that's it for Ahsoka, or I don't know because at the end of the episode, you see her walking. You see a very faint image of her walking back into the temple, and then because she fucks Darth Vader, animal, uh, like some kind of bird or something that yeah. flies away from the temple. Now, a lot of fan theories on the internet because you know the internet's the internet, so a lot of people have these weird fan theories and one of the more popular ones was is that you didn't see Ahsoka you saw her ghost like her force ghost and that the bird flying away was like a manifestation of her force ghost kind of thing you know but I don't know so what happens to the body then well you know in Star Wars you know apparently you just you know fucking fade decay nothing yeah so what, does she have to jump into another host? I don't know. I, you know, because they're, they're throwing so much new shit. You know, they've erased so much canon. And now they're recreating a lot of new shit, and a lot of the new shit is obviously being based off of J.J. Abrams. So there's no real telling exactly what's going on. You're not going to know until you know. And even they haven't then, written it yet. Yeah, and even then, they may never explain it. Because the suspension of disbelief, I mean, it, it's there. You know, it happens because it happens. So, Vader sounds like, uh, what's his name? James Earl Jones. Yeah. Until he gets his face cracked open. Yeah. Then he sounds like Hayden Christensen. Yeah. Well, but it, I'm pretty sure it's not him. No, no, it's not Hayden Christensen doing the... But whoever they got to do it And it's not James Earl Jones doing the voice. It wasn't James Earl Jones? It sounded just like... Yeah, well, they have a voice actor uh, who... The voice actor they've gotten to do him is basically... He does a really good impression of James Earl Jones. But also, you've got to understand digital editing. Look, man, there was one thing I learned in Full Sail. They can doctor it up. Yeah, there was one thing I learned in Full Sail... 90% 90% of the bands nowadays sound awesome in the studio because you can filter their voice. 
you get them on stage and they sound like garbage. And it's because you can't do those edits. That's the test to whether or not I like a band. Yeah. Like, a lot of people bitch about Metallica, but let me tell you something. Metallica was doing live shows before they ever got in the studio. They sound just as good live as they do in the fucking studio. By default. Now, granted, when, you know, they're not making stupid music. The drums aren't as good, though. Yeah. When they're they not making... studio musicians. <laughs> when they're not making the... We're trying to go in a new direction. Well, your new direction is crap. <laughs> you know? I mean, I hate to say that about them, but, you know... Nobody they, listens think, to you for waiting for you to go into a new direction. What now? Nobody listens to them to wait for a new no, direction. They I listen mean, to them for them. Yeah, I mean... Sweet, thanks, dude. I got into Metallica when... I'll be honest, when the When they were album. good before 90... Or before 85? What now? When they were good before 85? Yeah, well, I mean, I got into them through the Black <laughs> Album. And through the Black Album, that took me back in time... To you know their earlier albums, which eventually led to Kill 'Em All. I like Kill 'Em All. It's thrash metal. It's fast. It's hardcore. Yeah, it's a lot of simple beats. But look at where they were coming from at that time. James Hetfield sounds like a zombie. <laughs> yeah, he kind of does. But um, he sounds like what Eddie from Iron Maiden covers looks like. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh. You want a slice? Oh, no. It's not DiGiorno Wiener, Wiener Schnitzel. Oh, yeah. uh, let me grab my fucking uh, old man pill. <clears throat> I gotta take my acid reducers so I don't fucking... Pizza break. Puke. Shit. What is it, just like an alkaline pill? Uh, it's over-the-counter shit. It's called Rantadine. Yeah, so I guess I just saw the season finale because it was pretty awesome. Yeah, they probably just re they just rehashed it. Um, I mean, you know, I watch shit online. I know he's got to get a new lightsaber. Oh yeah, fucking uh, Ezra. Yeah, because his got fucked up and it doesn't look like he took the crystal out of it. Uh huh. This shit was ghetto anyway, though. Like, do you know how Sith make their crystals? Well, I just kind of gave it away. <laughs> the reason Sith lightsabers are red is because all the kyber crystal sites uh, in the original, you know, canon are guarded by the Jedi and locked down by the Jedi. So, the Sith, not having access to that, figured out how to create kyber crystals using nothing but their hatred and force of will. And they would craft them literally in the palm of their hand. Damn. Uh, is, he, is he offering that up too? I don't know. <laughs> but, uh... So, that actually gets me into an... Like, before I moved down here, there was... Me and my friends got in a debate over why Kylo Ren's lightsaber is so unstable. And I had already picked it out because he I built knew it, it fucked up. Well, here's the thing. He built it conflicted. There's a crack in the kyber crystal. And the reason that crack is there 
is because when he crafted that kyber crystal, he was conflicted. You know, he was technically conflicted all the way up to the point that, you know... So it matches him perfectly. Yeah, spoiler, if you haven't seen the movie... <laughs> I read something, too, where it's not properly vented, so it heats up, and that's why it crackles and sparks. Yeah. Um, if you get the art of Star Wars, like, if you look in that big, giant art of uh, Force Awakens book, it actually shows you a cross-section, and it points out that the kyber crystal is cracked. Like, it's flawed. I have a feeling that he's getting a new lightsaber in the new movie. And yeah. a new mask. Oh, that's another thing. Uh, in the season finale of Rebels, you see Ezra find a cross-guard lightsaber. Which, granted, he could go back to that temple, technically, and grab... I mean, my God, there were so many lightsabers laying around. <laughs> but, um... Yeah, I think Ezra is going to end up at least going dark side. It's not uncommon for apprentices to do that. Um, and he's already got a bad, like, childhood. Yeah. And he's already very conflicted. And, I mean, it sucks for Kanan because Kanan, in the canon, is now called the last Padawan. He was the very last Padawan to survive. His master was actually on the Jedi Council and was shown in Episode 1. Oh, yeah. Um, of that season? No, episode one of the, the prequels. Yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah, Kanan, like, I think Kanan might have actually, like, he's not named or anything, but... It's inferred? Yeah, it's inferred that he is one of the younglings in the temple. Not the uh, one, not when, not when... Uh, not one of the ones that got killed. No, not one of the ones that Anakin killed, because him and his master... Because at that time, he was no longer a youngling. By the time Order 66 came around, he was not a youngling. He was an actual Padawan. Yeah. And they were on a mission with their clones. And, you know, just like every other Jedi, their clones turned on them. And her dying word to Kanan was, run. And Kanan never stopped. That's why he didn't want to be... That's why he walked around with his lightsaber disassembled. He basically, he went into hiding. He didn't want to be tagged as a... No, he, he was definitely afraid. Kanan was definitely afraid of being involved in any kind of wars or fights or anything like that because he saw the cost. Now, the last time that I went to Acme to pick up some comic books, there's a Kanan comic. Yeah. And I was very tempted to buy it. It tells his story from the moment that his master is killed to how he came across... Ezra? Ezra, well, no. Uh, or before Rebels? Yeah, before Rebels, how he came across... What's her name? The the <clears throat> captain of the ghost? Can't remember the green her. chick. Can't remember her name now. But, uh... Because they actually are in love with one another. But, uh... Now, where does that, uh... Mandalorian chick come into play? I don't know, but she is obviously the mind behind the rebel, the rebellion symbol. Yeah. She's the one who came up with the phoenix. Mm -hmm. She's the artist. Mm -hmm. So, I like how they threw that in there. I wonder if her and Ezra are going to end up running off. I don't know. Um, I Like I said, right now, they're taking Ezra in a very dark direction. It's not something I don't think that he can come back from. Do you think he'll ever be in any movies? Uh, the directors and writers of 
Rebels have stated that they work have worked very closely with J.J. Abrams and that you will see characters, maybe not direct characters that from resemble. Rebels, but possibly descendants because there was one in Force Awakens yeah. that's a descendant of one of the... Uh, re- Rebels characters? Not a Rebels character, an Imperial character. Ooh. Yeah, so like... Uh, the what's his damn name? The the young guy, like when um, when um, Kylo Ren is standing before uh, Gollum, and uh, <laughs> look, he looks like Gollum, okay. And Andy Circus did both of them, so Gollum. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, so yeah, it's when he's standing there in front of Gollum, and you know, there's that one imper- or that one uh, First Order officer. Who's like trying to just like throw oh, yeah, the British Kylo guy. Ren under the bus? All right. I think his grandfather or something was in Rebels. Right. Where the episode where Ezra infiltrates the uh, Imperial training facility yeah. as a cadet, yeah. the two guys who are training them, the skinnier One guy, of those guys, the skinnier guy is actually uh, that character from Force Awakens, like grandfather. grandfather? That's yeah, crazy. So that's the, they, they that's the, the episode where he teams name. up with that little black kid. Yeah, and they have the exact same name. So, but um, the reason they did that shit with uh, with um, in Rebels was to explain uh. Force Awakens, um, damn it, his position. What the black guy, the black hair? I can't. Finn. Finn. Remember, Finn talks about how he was. He, he's all he has ever known is the First Order. How they they took him. Yeah. Okay. Because the Empire started doing that a long time ago. Yeah. And in that those episodes of Rebels, where Ezra has infiltrated the cadet facility, you hear the cadets talking about. My sister disappeared. Right, right. Okay, that was kind of the first the start beginning of, of first order. The the beginnings of first of the first order. They grew inside the empire like a cancer. So, when the first order for you know actually comes about, they're fucking just kidnapping children and yeah. raising them as stormtroopers. Right. So they know nothing else. Yeah. Like it's the best kind of soldier. Yeah. Until they start questioning shit. Yeah, which is going to happen. But, um, hence Kylo Ren's comment of maybe we should go back to a clone army. Right. Um, because clones follow orders regardless. You don't have to fuck with them. Uh Uh-uh. Unless a couple of them get lost and start their own lives because they don't know what's going on. (laughs) Well, they had removed, no, they had removed their control chips. Themselves? Yeah. How'd they become aware of it? There was an episode of uh, Clone Wars. Clone Wars, where Commander Cody and his whole group found out they were uh, they were back on Camino, and they were at the training facility on Camino because they were supposed to be putting together some special forces unit or something or training them. Uh-huh. And one of the clone soldiers or one of the clones got injured. But he, he got injured doing something he wasn't supposed to or some shit like that. So he put his own body through a scanner. And when it came up on the scan, he had a foreign object. And he tried to access it, tried to figure out what it was. It was all classified. Yeah. And through him, 
somehow I can't remember the I can't remember exact details, but through him they found out that they all had these control chips and what they were. Right. And when they when they finally cracked them, it came up with Order sixty six, and they read what it was, and they were like, "Holy shit!" Yeah. But they couldn't just tell the entire clone army. So it'd be too much to try to talk into. Yeah. So that special forces unit. Became self-aware. Became well, they were already self-aware, but they they removed their control chips, um, so that way when Order sixty six happened, they disappeared. You know, Cody and his whole crew just like fuck this. Yeah. You know, dipping, we're out. So they're not controlled by the the buzzer when it goes off. Uh huh. And um, in fact, actually, I remember how it started. I remember how Order sixty six happens at the end of Clone Wars, right? Yes. Um. I actually, I do remember how that one soldier got injured. His chip malfunctioned, and he attacked his Jedi. Uh, yeah, it was basically the chip activated. The one that's living on his own. No, 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 no. The first one that figures out why, you know, he was like, I don't know why I did what I did. Yeah. He killed his Jedi. Yeah. Because he was standing behind her, and his chip prematurely activated and if I remember correctly they were on Mandalore oh so he went into berserker mode before he was supposed to yeah but he didn't die but he was injured by his fellow clones because they were like what what are you doing brought to you by (laughs) Jake Incorporated I would would check that one nah bro I'm good (laughs) I'll let you know if I shit myself it's cool Don't you love how I just jump into conversation talking about shit in my pants? You guys are talking about Revenge of the Tits and shit like that. Revenge of the shit. <laughs> the yeah. all-anal final chapter. And back on Kevin Smith. <laughs> no. Let's talk about cool shit like I'm going to trade, you know, my, <laughs> my, my gun for two Keith B tattoos. Jay goes, I don't know how you didn't come up with that doing. on your own. Fuck all uh, I don't know how you didn't come up with that on your own. I did. I just didn't know if I wanted to trade. Well, I, like, I like guns. Fuck that. You can he's always not, get he's another not gun. Give me the critical though. He's only gonna give me the. Oh really? Keys. Yeah. What happened? He doesn't. He's he's like. He likes it too bro. much. Well, yeah. He's like. He didn't think you were gonna he's say like, yes. He's like, gonna snake my panties too. <laughs> give him some bullets. I, there's ammo in it. Whatever, man. I just want to see it and try it out. The only way we can do that now is no, the critical. critical. The only way we can do that now is somebody has to buy one. I want. I'm gonna buy one. I'm gonna sell. How much are they? They're like 160. Oh, that's not bad. I mean, but they're. I don't know, dude. Like they look cool. It lights up, dude. It lights up. Changes colors per voltage. That's the only thing I'm sketchy about. Yeah. Is trying to get because I know what. Well, if it's accurate, it's kind of cool because then you'll see it in your peripheral. Whether or not your shit's like changing without having to look at the fucking number. Well, no, it's not that. It changes while you turn the knob. Right. Like oh, it doesn't change while you're tattooing. Yeah. So it's one of those things like you you twist the big fucking knob and it goes from red to pink. And right. That's, that's your. So you know, pink is the zone. Yeah. So I mean, it, it's cool little power supply. It's small. It's compact. It's magnetized. It's super rad, but... It just makes sense. Like, the shape of it makes sense. Yeah, it's super compact. Because it seats itself easily. It'd be great for conventions and shit like that, so... Yeah, I have I'll two. get it off of them eventually. I just don't know when. I have two power supplies now, but I feel like I need another one. Why the fuck is my pepperoni cheese bread up there? I didn't do it. 
You notice, you notice how uh, I had it sitting there still and closed up, right? I had some of that. You stingy motherfucker. You only had one piece. <laughs> I will fucking rape you. You only had one piece. You still got a whole fucking thing of it. Yeah, no, I don't really care. Just whatever you do, don't be like Loki. You, don't I'll be like Loki. And I hope I Loki cash. listens to this shit. Don't be like Loki and go, yeah, bro, I'll eat the rest of that pizza and then leave the shit there <laughs> until the next day and then I get fucking bitched at. No. Nothing will get left behind if it's up to me. Yeah, I fucking hate that. It's like, if you're going to fucking eat the rest of my food, take that shit outside and throw it away. Yeah! Because that's There's what I'm assuming. slice left. That's what I'm assuming you're going to do, so I don't fucking think about it. Yeah. And then I'm Yeah, like, and I don't want you to get Who the at. fuck had pizza? Let's look at the cameras. Oh, Jake did. Cool. Good job, bro. Thanks for leaving that out for five fucking days. I didn't do it. It's still good. And then next thing you know, I'm fucking pointing the finger at people, and then I look like the asshole. Yeah, the last time when that happened, like I came in, there was a pizza box like just sitting out here, and the chick who comes in and like cleans occasionally, Freda. Yeah, she came in, and I was like, "Hey, take that pizza box and throw it away." She goes, "What's well, been sitting there for three days? Why the fuck haven't you thrown it away?" That's yet, what stupid? I said. I was like, "Why the fuck haven't you thrown it away?" You let a pizza box because sit there? Because bitches are stupid. <laughs> Bro, listen, on a real note, like... Oh, I it's just funny because she's here to clean and... Now she's an apprentice. Um, what? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Shut up. So, funny yeah. story. Cool story, bro. Oh, listen. Yeah. Hilarious. Uh, I'm, I think I just forgot what I was going to say. She can't draw for shit, dude. No. Oh, I remember what I was going to say. So, I'm a pretty fucking awkward guy, period. Like... I had seen some fucking weird in my life, and I'm like, ha, ah, it's rad. There has been two people my entire 31 years of being alive where I have been like, that motherfucker's weird. She's one of those she people. She is one of them fucking people. Yes. She's a sweetheart, but fuck, where no, are you No, but there's something, there's something that's like... Look, I hadn't known that <laughs> Not person. right. Yeah. I have not known her. I didn't know her for not even 20 minutes the first day I worked here, right? 20 minutes should not be long enough to tell me about your hood piercing. Just, that's that's the level of weird. Yeah, it's like, we're just outside, I'm smoking a cigarette, and she's like, yeah, if I got a hood piercing, I'm just like, I, okay, well, that's that's cool. Thank well, Loki you. does piercing, so, uh... <laughs> <laughs> Damn, Loki. No, but, like, she's the kind of weird that... She's got everything. Yeah. But like, uh, she's one of those people that's on the level of weird to where she'll talk to you online without you talking to her. Yeah. But then in person, she's like, she won't talk. To she you. won't talk to you. Sure. Or she won't try to talk to you. She sent me a friend request on Facebook. Skills and grills. I routinely, if I don't know who the fuck you are and I don't recognize your picture, I deny friend request to my personal page. Like, if you want to go and like my tattoo page, go right fucking forward. Never going to stop you. Getting on to my personal shit, that's a little bit different story because my Facebook page is completely and totally fucking private. Only way you can see my real shit is if you're on my friends list. Yeah. She sent me a friend request. Not her name. Not her picture. I don't know who that is. That's <laughs> my life. A couple days later, she goes, I sent you a friend request on Facebook. I went, really? Yeah, it was this. I... Not my real name. I went, yeah, it got deleted. I told her why. She sent me a friend request again. 
Now, in the very few conversations I've had with her, I pretty much told her, I'm like, look, this is how I conduct my Facebook page. If I don't like stuff you post, I'm not going to fucking unfriend you. I'm just going to unfollow you because I, I don't want to see, see that, that shit. shit. Yeah. Uh, case in point, football, religion, those two things right there. I won't unfriend you. I won't unfollow you in a heartbeat. Oh. <laughs> uh, I'll touch your butt. She sends me, and I said, you know. What's her you, name, anyway? But somebody the other day... <laughs> Nobody does. No. Somebody else here the other day was talking about how they talk. Was it you? Was talking about how they talk, how she talks to him on Facebook or some shit? Yeah. All right. She didn't do it to me. And... Suzanne Jilliger. Yeah. Whatever that bullshit is. For a while, it was like something gymnast, wasn't it? Oh. Yeah. Something fucking retarded gymnast. But, like... I don't fucking talk to her on Facebook. Occasionally she'll like something I post, but she never fucking comments on it. And I think it's because she's seen the very random, weird, strange posts that I make. Like, they're rare. But when I make a post, it's usually telling people to fuck off and stop doing stupid shit. Like, commenting random things on my posts. Huh? Or on my Facebook. You doing that right now? What? Tattoo? Uh, well, when that fucking idiot gets here, yeah. Nice. She's like, I was like, listen, <clears throat> three and a half hours ago, you were like, all we're going to do is go grab something to eat real quick, I'm going to put the baby to sleep, and then come up here. That's going to be your whole day, dude. No, it's not. I told her, I said, if she gets here anytime after, like, five. That pizza is going to be the best part of your day. That pizza is already the best part of your day. <laughs> Oh, I think it's going to make it better. I thought waking up next to me was the best part of your day, bitch. Oh. Listen, it is until I eat food. Well, okay. That's fair, right? I guess. But no, the only thing that's going to top that is... For all you people out in TV out land, shit. Jake and Hash live together. Like, we no, live we together, not together. And they only, he's a liar, too. And they We're only, together. We're they together. only have... We are bed. like a couple. We are not. Our dicks have touched twice. And that is not fucking happening. And they only have one bed. I will fucking assassinate all y'all motherfuckers. God, Hash, listen. In private, you can take a dick, so in public, you can take a joke. Uh, in public, you can take a bullet? What? I can do that, too. And Jake's Whatever. not going to be able to defend himself, because he can't shoot a Keith B. Crime of passion. I'll get away with it. Oh. Crime of passion. Yeah. They'll put you in Arkham Asylum. I yeah. wish I could fucking get away with that, because I would beat the shit out of my ass. I don't understand that whole thing. Neither did I, but that didn't stop my former brother-in-law trying to convince me to kill my ex-wife. She is very much still alive. <laughs> that was, I have allegedly no, tried she, to kill her. Yeah, Allegedly. <laughs> Not gonna mention any names, but uh, fuck. I mean, you know, and hey, when it comes, from yeah, that happened to the lead singer of uh, As I Lay Dying. No, no, he hired a fucking hitman to assassinate his wife, uh -oh. and then he said, "Oh, and by the way, I'm not really a Christian. I did it all for you know the money." Yes, that dude's a fucking douchebag. Like, I'm well, he's all about the money because that's why he was trying to kill her. I'm not a huge Christian. She was trying to leave him and take Who all of his. This? The lead singer for As I Lay Dying. He went to... They were on tour and then he went to jail for murder. I'm not a or huge Christian by any means. I'm not a huge Christian by any means. But like, using God to make your money and claiming something to make your money, 
Like, it's all good and well when you're doing it like, oh, I'm, you know, cool as fuck and funny, so I'm going to make money that way. And then in real life, you're really just a fucking pussy. Douche pickle. Yeah. But, you know, something like that, you know what? You fucking hired a hitman. Dude, your wife was hot. Like, she, she was fucking hot. She was trying to leave him, though. I would kill somebody to sleep with her. Like, legitimately. I would football kick a midget in the face just to pull my dick out in front of her. Keith B. What about Keith B? I'm gonna get two That's of all them. you're gonna have to shoot. Magic ones. Nice. Don't sell them. First thing I'm doing is I'm putting one of them up for sale. Damn. I got a shader and a liner? I think they're both shaders. Nice. Hey, he, I, I wish he had his little bastard because I'd get that. Well, Little Bastard is a frame from Keith B, and it's a liner frame, and it's like everybody, even Ron, like everyone that uses Keith B says that is by far the best liner that they have ever used. Is that used the one with the life. holes in it? I think so. Oh, oh shit, almost did my I like the Paris. Talking about, I like the Paris frame. Talking about guns, like gun gun. Did you know that when they were filming Guardians of the Galaxy, they had to reshoot Chris Pratt's scenes so many fucking times because every time he pulled his laser pistol out, he kept going pew, pew, pew. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) He's coming out in some new movie. They showed the preview in, uh, what do you call it, Civil War? Mm -hmm. Some kind of Western. Yeah, I can't remember. Thanksgiving, the movie. Yeah. That's what it looked like. It's like, we haven't done a Western in a while. Let's get some people and put one together. Well, I'm looking forward to seeing TMNT, because they're going to have Krang in it. Yep. I mean, holy shit, Krang, And really? Stephen Amell is Casey Jones. Oh, no, right? Yeah. He's pretty much just going to be Green Arrow in no costume. He's just going to be beating people's asses. You know... When he was doing all that CrossFit shit uh, in the first season of Arrow, <clears throat> like where they showed the scenes where he's like climbing the fucking, you know, he was literally doing that shit. Yeah, hell yeah. Like You'd he, see him doing it. Yeah, it wasn't just like filming. Like he was doing that shit as a workout. That's how he got so fucking. I couldn't do that. I'm too much of a fat ass. He's still young too. The pull up bar would just look at me and go, no. <laughs> I think it's funny, though, how they got that guy that played Superman and Superman Returns to be the Atom or whatever. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And when they first see him flying in, they're like, it's a bird, it's a plane. And then he lands and he fucking fucks up his suit. Mm-hmm. He's like the goofy billionaire nerd. Yeah, he was in a Kevin Smith movie, too. Uh, at the club. Zach what? Barry make Yeah, Adam. that's right. At the reunion. played a gay guy. Yeah, that's the movie where the quote shut your mouth before I put my dick in it comes from. (laughs) You ever seen the uh, director's cut of that? No. Watch that pullout, guys. Don't forget I'm down here. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Uh, Jason Mewes. Jason Mewes, right? Yeah. He's the cameraman. Did you see... No, Jason Mewes was not the cameraman. What's his name? Who, uh, from Clerks, who was the, uh, the video store guy. Oh, Randall? Randall. I don't know his real name. The actor who played Randall <clears throat> was the camera guy in uh, Zach and Mary. And he's like, 
Jason Muse is uh, screwing what's your name, who in real life is a real porn actress. I don't know if you knew that. The chick with the really fake boobs. She looked like one. She is a real porn actress. She looked better before she got the fake boobs. She like had really, really small boobs. She was a lot better then. Uh, but yeah, so he's hitting it from behind and fucking actor who played Randall down there filming from up. And he goes, be careful on the pull out, guys. Remember, I'm down here. <laughs> and Mary storms out. And he's down there filming, and she, she's like, I'm out of here. And Jay, fucking Jay's music goes, huh? And the scene on the fucking director's cut shoots <laughs> down, and he just got fucking blasted in the uh, face with ass juice. And he walks out of the fucking, uh... He oh, walks so they out, cut that from the movie. Yeah, and he walks out, and he's like pulling the shit off his face and shit. And uh, fucking the the black dude outside's like, did you just see that shit? And he goes, did you just see this shit? That bitch frosted me like I was a fucking cake. <laughs> nice. Oh my god, man! I think that was other than Tusk. That was the last Kevin Smith movie I saw. Dude, don't even get me started on Tusk. That even Kevin Smith knows it's bad. Like, Kevin Smith made a comment one uh, on one of his little stand-up things. He's like, you know, he made a comment of, he said Tusk when he was talking about something. And, like, three people in the audience was like, Wee! and he was like, look, there's the entire audience that saw Tusk. <laughs> what like, I thought was funny about that is after the movie came out, uh, it came out before Mayhem last year, and the guy that did the walrus suit, and all the special effects was that spooky for Tusk. Oh, wow. But, like, nobody really cared. All the hardcore, like, Kevin Smith fans were like, oh, that's kind of cool, but everybody well, else was kind of like, who? Yeah. Because he's mean, got a name that sounds like somebody else's name. Well, Kevin Smith, you know, he's not the golden child. Like, he can't... It seemed for a while that Kevin Smith could touch something with his dick, and it would just turn to fucking solid gold. And then Cop Out came out. <laughs> well, no matter no matter what kind of movie he makes, it always has a comic book feel because he's a comic book writer. Yeah, well, you'd be surprised at the amount of shit that Kevin Smith has written that no one knows about. Yeah. Like Good Will Hunting. Yep. Beautiful fucking movie. Awesome movie. Well, didn't he co-write? Uh, no, he didn't write it. He directed it. That's what well, he was. Uh, he was the uh, producer. Yeah. On Good Will Hunting. Didn't he co-write uh, The Green Hornet? Yes. Yes, he co-wrote Green Hornet. He and Scott Mosier were the producers of Goodwill Hunting, but it was written by fucking Matt Damon and fucking uh, Affleck. 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 <laughs> you know they're calling him Batfleck now. Oh, of course. <laughs> they were calling him Batfleck before the movie came out. Like, uh, in the Suicide Squad trailer. But now nobody's talking shit about him. No. Well, I haven't seen the movie yet. He played a really good Batman. Really? Shitty Bruce Wayne, really good Batman. I just feel like the giant fucking samurai mask of a bat is a little overboard. No, that's actually eyes. straight out of the comics. Actually. Well, that's, yeah, that's the suit that he has to wear to fight Superman. Superman. That is straight so out of the comics. So he doesn't die. Like, there's there was an anime, a two-part animated Still movie. Stupid. And that armor gets... 
fucked up. Yeah, there was a two-part animated movie where uh, the Batman versus Superman, and that's where they pulled they they pulled that from the comics, and then they uh, so it's the exact same armor in that anime. You yeah. know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Um, I have no. Idea. The end of the last forty-five minutes of that movie is fucking gold, except for Lex Luthor. <laughs> It's just like when he starts talking, you just want to end Doomsday. Boom! I mean, Doomsday was okay. They did something with him that I'm not going to mention because you still haven't yeah, seen it. To where you're like, all right, there's Doomsday. Because when yeah. he first comes out, he's not in his full form. Yeah. He looks like a turd. <laughs> like a mutant turd. Damn. That look, that's how I look. It looks day. like a mutant turd that had sex with E.T. Awesome. I look like a mutant turd. So the shit that I just took. And the fact that they made him from Zod? Yeah, see, that... They had to make it... They always have to do that with movies. So when people are like, yeah. do you got any, Oh, uh, okay. Clipcord bags? Yeah. Let me get one. I, mine are like tucked away in the fucking... Yeah. I need to buy tubes. Tubes go faster than anything, man. That's because you Fuck. buy them 20 at a time. I don't use ah, disposables. Yes. I'd rather autoplay them. Ah. The only reason I'm going to buy disposables is to go to the fucking convention. I've been That's using seven, round, seven diamond tubes for five round liners. It's just, you, you have to understand uh. whether or not you understand it, or whether or not you know this, but plastic tubes affect how your machine runs. Oh, of course. More friction. Yeah, it's a lot more friction. And uh, way my way certain mach- uh, the way my machines <clears throat> are set up, they I they function the way I want them to function with metal tubes. Right. When I throw a plastic disposable tube in there, it bogs. Oh, you can get uh, true I have tubes. to crank the shit up. And you can get true tubes. True tubes. They're metal on the inside and plastic on the outside. Oh, really? Who sells those? Um. Just them. Because I know it's not. That's Dur. You yeah, know Dur Morrison, the guy that puts on Hell City, and he's a tattooer. He created that. Oh really? The true tubes and the true tube grips. Now they have rinse cups. Oh cool. That are squares, so you can have a big, huge stack of them, and it doesn't fall over. Fuck yeah. Yeah. And the idea from that came from the disposable Ink grips. No, the grip would come, like, you know, plastic bottom, just like a tube, and a big square. Yeah. And you rip it open, and people would take the grip out, use the grip, and put that part down and fill it with water. And so he just started selling That's it. That's actually He a started selling them with the logo printed on it, and people buy them because it's, it's cheap. It's just shit that he already has. It hasn't been pressed with the packaging yeah. yet. That's fucking impressive. I think they're what's, called what's True Rinse Cups or whatever. What's this dude's website? Or? Just True Grips or TrueTubes.com. True I'll have to check that out. True Jews. I, I listened to a podcast that where he was interviewed, and it said it took him years and years and years to get that metal, yeah, metal rubber thing right because it's different grades of steel, and yeah. you know, blah 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 blah. And he figured it out, and he's killing it because they're disposable. It's the cheapest metal they can put in it, but it's good enough to make it to where it's like an autoclavable yeah. metal tube. <clears throat> and they have one that's got rings on it. Like, the grip itself has, like, four or five rubber rings, and you can roll them and position them in different places, depending on, like, how you... Oh, wow. Yeah, he makes dope ones. And they got hexagon ones, too. 
Yeah, so it's like a yeah, hexagon that you squish. I'm gonna have to fucking go to his shit. They're probably a lot more expensive than standard disposal. They're a little bit more, but they're super high quality. Yeah. If metal is like what you like. Yeah. I've been away from the metal for so long that I'm used to the the difference in plastic, so now I can only use plastic. Yeah. If I go back to metal, it'll be like, ah! <laughs> it's going too fast! <laughs> Turn that shit down, it's bro! It's too smooth! It's too smooth. And now it's with, not running like a ragged jalopy. I don't know what to do. And now Tatsoul is, they have a, a plastic that doesn't uh, shave. That's what they say. I think it still does. I want to test that. I think it theory. still does. I because I use them every that. day. Because I'm sorry, you can't sit there and honestly tell me if you with have a, a buzzing metal needle that a fucking piece of metal is rubbing against a piece of plastic at a thousand cycles per second or some shit with with a deviation and yeah, that like it's, so it's got a and lip. pressure yeah. and pressure being applied of the rubber band. that it's not gonna pull some kind of plastic off. I don't know. I always check it and I never see any dust like back in the day, but it's got to pull yeah, something. It's got to be doing something. Man. It's plastic versus metal. I'm sorry. They're Heat's they're selling it up. as. You don't have to worry about plastic sliding down into the ink and getting tattooed into the skin. Uh, yeah, but here's the thing. All right, look, anybody that's been doing this shit for a long time knows there's going to be some type of particle. Like, look, if... Uh, what if, What do you use? I use stainless steel tubes from fucking... Well, I mean, you know, what needles... I uh, got tight nine sevens, tight sevens, fucking. Uh, you ever use nines or fourteens? No. All right, never mind. No. I was gonna give you one. Oh no. So you no. Can test that I only out. ever use tight sevens, but like, uh, fucking. Even with a tight seven, on fucking what is that? Hustle helper. What the fuck is that? It's foaming soap by Hustle Butter. Please don't do those foaming reveals. It does. This one doesn't foam. Okay, good. It just kind of squirts. I, I will. I will forever make fun of you if you like, ever. You know do when a you have a. Reveal. You know when you have a watery load. If anybody, yeah, every time. <laughs> That's what it looks like. Everybody here will get beat the fuck down if they do a foamy. And you want to know what's hilarious when you see them come up on fucking Instagram? Well, you saw that picture that on, I sent you. Hold on, the fucking foamy reveal, and you're like. You know, they wipe it away, and the tattoo looks like garbage. Because they have You saw that picture that I tagged you guys all. Yeah, they, they've, I've seen... The tattooers yeah. against Foamy Reveals. Yeah. I've seen a couple I'm gonna that make a popped patch. up on fucking Instagram where it's just like, Ta-da! The hell is that? What like you... every tattoo oh. I do. <laughs> what? Timmy B Shitty. did one on his... Ah! Timmy, Timmy yeah. B did one on his armrest. Oh, really? Like, you know how night, the Night Owl brand that they have now? They yeah. make custom, yeah. like, shit. Yeah. He did one on an armrest where the armrest was like this. You couldn't tell what it was. Yeah. And he, it was all foamed up, and he went like this, and it was just the Night Owl logo. <laughs> <laughs> he goes like this, and then he goes like this. <laughs> Jimmy B's a funny motherfucker. Dude. And he came out of Florida. Did he? Yeah. yeah. He used to work at uh, Red Tree or some shit. Like down south. Yeah, back in Bama, we used to make fun of. Uh, we hated Pinterest, dude. Hated Pinterest. Because I still kind of do. What do you mean, hated? Like, we wanted to find whoever created Pinterest and hold him down and beat him with an inch of his life for the amount of crap 
that chicks come in wanting to get tattooed. Well, funny part is when a dude comes in with something oh, on Pinterest. Oh, good God. That's yeah. even worse. Do you know I've done a tramp stamp on a straight dude? Nice. Yeah. I mean, hold on now. Was it a bet? Like, no. I would legitimately get the word tramp as a stamp on my lower back. No, he had the mud flap chicks. Oh, my God. Yeah, the, the silhouette mud- of the chick laying down, half laying down. He wanted it as a tramp stamp. And I tried, yes. to, talk, I tried to talk him out of it. <laughs> I tried to talk him out. I said, we can still do it. I what, said, so we got one going this way and one going this way I right said, here. let's let's do it somewhere else and slightly angled. It's a legit tramp stamp. I didn't take a picture. I would have talked him into doing two pinups. I didn't take a picture because I didn't want that shit in my portfolio. Oh, my to, you know, be like, is that a hairy man the ass? F- yes, Funny it is. thing is, if you would have put it in your portfolio, everybody would love it. Oh, I know. Oh, my God. Dude, can you do that on me? I'm not doing that again. Yeah. But, uh. I tried to convince him. I was like, you really don't want to get that. I'm like, you're saying you want a tramp stamp. Yeah. And a straight dude, he just, I don't think. I've never had it described there. as that. That's funny. Damn. Mud flap chicks. Need that's it. exactly what it is. Woo! Fucking is that a GMC out. or a Chevy? Yeah, that's that's GMC. Laid out dually, four doors. Bags. That's got to be Unlike bags. 24s. Ugh. I want to have sex. It's got Lambo doors, though. Steel oh, that go like this? Yeah. Isn't that suicide? No. No. Suicide, suicide is open backwards. This is uh, normal? That's right. Normal? Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. suicide. Yeah. And then Gullwing is... Gullwing, Gullwing is this. Like the DeLorean. Yeah. And then Lambo is this. The and, reason they call they it have... suicides is because you can't see what may be coming from the back as you open it up. Yeah. But if you get hit... Yeah, it'll just close. They have like eagle doors that kind of come up like Lambos, but they come out like wings. Yeah, those are those are. How the fuck do they even do that? It's a really strong. How does it hold the weight? Really strong steel, dude. These are some thick industrial. It's just weird because they come on plastic cars. Yeah, but they're bonded directly to the fucking body, to the frame. Yeah, it's to the frame of the car. Which nowadays most cars don't actually have a frame. I mean, if you have a car that cool already, I guess it doesn't matter, but to get out of a car with your door flipping up like that would be pretty fucking dope. Uh, it depends on the car. I, I have I, seen some retarded shit like a that bug? should not have <laughs> <A beetle>? Lambo doors. <laughs> uh, so now, gold wings? A beetle? If you could figure out how to do gold wings on any vehicle, that would be pimp. Like, on my Mustang. Doing a gold wing on a Mustang, I think would be pimp. Was I the only one that thought it was... I could not stop laughing when Captain America and Winter Soldier and who else was it were in that beetle in the car, (laughs) in in the movie. Three big-ass dudes, or like two really big dudes and one kind of big dude. He's like, could you move your seat up a little bit? Nope. (laughs) Scoop to the center. Riding riding in the center. Dude, that shit was awesome. Damn. No, my favorite... Driving in a car that they could literally just pick up like this. My favorite two lines in the whole movie involve Spider-Man. Once where Tony Stark looks at Spider-Man and he's like, there's not that much talking in combat. You know, he's like, oh, sorry. The other line, you have the right to remain silent. <laughs> like, what the fuck? Your arm made out of metal? Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. That's so cool. Dude, dude that's just... I mean, that's like one of the first movies that has legitimately shown 
Peter Parker's fucking strength because he is the strongest Marvel character. That's one of the reasons that he can go toe-to-toe with people like the fucking Hulk. And it actually shows his fucking web assembly. Like, yeah. That first Tobey Maguire series, fuck that. Yeah, the fucking up. genetic shit. I'm and like, they make fun that? of that in what the movie. What is that sticky cum coming out of they you? They make fun of that in the movie when he shoots, he shoots somebody with it. And he said, is that coming out of you? They're making fun of Tobey yeah. Maguire. Well, I mean, you know, it's like Ryan Reynolds making fun, breaking the fourth wall in Deadpool and making fun of himself. <laughs> That's like 16 Dead- walls. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> fourth wall break inside a fourth wall break. Yeah. It's like 16 walls. Oh, dude. I mean, I, I bought that movie the day it came out. See, I haven't gotten it yet. I mean, I've seen it, but I want to get I it. Had, I had to watch it again and like... As good of quality that I saw in the theater. Um, or have you seen the? Is does it have any good special features? And it shit? does, but I haven't watched it yet. I was trying to save something, something to come back to. Yeah, yeah. You know, the big internet rumor is now is a uh, Spidey pool that the next movie is going to involve Spider Man. Really? Yeah. Well, you know, it's a Fox property, and they're trying to connect with a Marvel universe. This will be on top. Marvel. Check that out when you get a chance. Gwenpool? What? Gwenpool. As in, like, Gwen Stacy? As in Gwen Stacy in an alternate universe where she's not dead. What the It's fuck? fucking awesome, dude. And that's only the first issue. But I found out about it through... Where'd you get this? From Acme. Where is this Acme place? It's over, it's over by Lauren's house. <gasps> this is issue two. Issue one is in here somewhere, but... Every issue of is this that reprint, or is this new shit? This is new shit. They're bringing back. They're Howard. bringing him back because he was in Guardians of the Galaxy. Guardians, the cameo. But every issue of this has extras of other new shit. So like, you read this, and then you go read this, and what she doesn't tell you in this, she tells you in this. Fuck you. Yeah. It's fucking awesome. You guys are so weird. Well, I I always look for new series to start with, but I want something brand new. I don't want something so, rehashed. So Acme again? It's where Acme. You go straight down four thirty four. Yeah. Four thirty four. Yeah, four thirty four past Ronald Reagan. Four thirty four this way. How far is it from here? Like, from here from is here? probably twenty minutes. No, it's uh, not. It's like fifteen. To if you go straight down four thirty four this way, yeah. you take a or wait. What? Do you remember? Shut up. Do you remember? <laughs> Where you picked me up from Lawrence? When we kind of yeah. Okay, four thirty four. You go right past Ronald Reagan. Ronald Reagan was where you turned to come get me. Go past that. Well, I mean, I have a G two. Yeah, it's like a block from the corner of four thirty four and seventeen ninety two. After you cross over Ronald Reagan, you'll go through two light two lights. That next light is seventeen ninety two. You do a U turn. All right, and it's right there. It used to be part of the strip. Plaza. Now it's the entire strip plaza. Yeah, I used to go there when huge. I was a kid, when it was this big, and now it's a fucking like. Imagine going to Target, but every mm. aisle is comics and toys. See, all right. When I lived here the last time, when I was in Full Sail, right, the place that I went to was Sci-Fi City. Now, see, I've moved back and I've gone back to Sci-Fi City, and I'm it's not impressed. extremely downsized. Yes. Well, because and I asked them, they why. all specialize in comics. Yeah. They specialize in everything, and you can't do that. Yeah. Because of the internet. And that was the thing, is that they said they had this massive stock of shit that never sold. It had been on the shelves for years and years and years. 
So they had to downsize. And I mean, you Are know, they that's still on cool. Colonial? Yeah, they're literally in the same parking lot. Yeah. But it's just like, you remember where it used to be in the big giant building yeah. right there? Now it's at the end. Now it's over here on the opposite side of the parking yeah, lot yeah, in its yeah. own standalone. It has its own building. Yeah. They had so, too many of those things that nobody ever buys. Like, I think that building used to be like a blockbuster yeah. or some shit. Like, they used to have, like, when you walk in, they used to have, like, a full-size replica of an alien. Yeah. And, like, Predator and Darth oh, yeah. Vader and, and then the dragon, shit that people are going to be like, oh, that's cool, wall. and then go look at something else. The Not, dragon oh, I'm going to buy this. It's only $1,500 yeah. or $5,000 or whatever. The dragon coming out of the wall. Yeah. The castle that was in the dead middle of the store yep. with all the swords and collectibles. All the tables in the back for yeah, D&D and Pokemon. on the t-shirts. Yeah. No. <laughs> no, Acme is, they've figured out how to keep the brick and mortar going yeah by doing events yeah, and special they had, things like, the original and ninja turtles from like not the original yeah just recently yeah like the touring ninja turtles that yeah. tour in the the turtle van yeah they were just there like a couple months ago yeah. and they had a pizza food truck kids were allowed to come in and get autographs and pictures with them like, fat they do stuff like that free now, comic book day it. was yesterday Mike, yeah Mike, i know and i was Mike, here doing nothing and they had Mike a table the thing. they had a table to where you can just walk in and i it wanted was, to go do free comic book day the problem was i was here at the shop doing nothing all day uh, they do art shows. They do. Did you go to the Krang show? Were you here for the Krang show? No. They I did a Boss Krang show, which is Boss Krang was a show that they did in Brazil uh-huh. at a bunch of major chain stores, yeah. and it blew up down there. So they basically copied it, and the out the outcome was amazing. I had two pieces in that show. Some guy built a full scale replica of Krang in the fucking Walker. Like awesome, awesome stuff. That's awesome. Yeah. I need another cigarette. Cigarette yeah. break. Uh, All right, we could probably wrap that up. Yeah. Yeah, that was fucking gay.